Hare Krishna. Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. In this episode, we will start to read about the glories of Advaita Acharya from uh, chapter 6 of the Adalila of Chaitanya Charitamrita, which expands upon two verses of the first 14 verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita, which uh, glorify Advaita Acharya. Right? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Agyanat Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale. Swayam Rupa Hakadama Him Dadati Swapadantikam. Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha he Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namaha Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So welcome everyone on this uh, live stream of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So today we will be starting a new chapter, chapter 6 of the Adalila and this chapter is dedicated um, to the um, glories of Advaita Acharya. So this is chapter 6. Let's see actually how many verses are there. Just a second. Hare Krishna. Okay, good. So now, let's see how many verses are here. 120. So, relatively smaller chapter compared to um, the other chapters previously. Okay, so we will first read the summary. So, this is the summary of the chapter. <clears throat> the truth of Advaita Acharya has been described in two verses. It is said that material nature has two features namely the material cause and the efficient cause. The efficient causal activities are caused by Mahavishnu and the material causal activities are caused by another form of Mahavishnu. So this is interesting. Um, now, <laughs> now we may, we may ask, how is that, you know, um, some two Mahavishnus are there or what? 
so actually same for our understanding matters are simplified and explained in a way which we can comprehend now even in that there are there is so much complexity we don't understand right so for our um, convenience matters have been simplified and categorized in particular ways but they can act you know in in multifarious ways um for example i mean this is a little bit unrelated but you can see the in um um connection slightly so for example every day we cook rice we eat rice and we you know we do it as a normal thing but actually although we kind of know how how to cook rice and you know uh, how to eat it but actually it, there is so much unknown even within the rice like he, we don't know how many grains of rice are in that sack and how many grains we actually um are cooking every day each time we cook we don't know how many grains so there is i mean this is a crude example but even within the known things there is so much which is unknown still like we think we know ourselves but inside our body there is so much unknown we don't even know how things work within the body or doctor you know after studying for 6 years mbbs or whatever then he will get an idea still it's not completely <laughs> known how everything works if everything if they knew how everything works they would know also you know what this disease is and you know this but still there is so much unknown even within the known things forget about the the absolutely unknown completely unknown like for example man is going in outer space trying to explore the planets he thinks he knows this earth in well enough huh but actually no so much within the earth is also unknown and they actually do not even know that the earth itself is self sufficient to um you know accommodate all living entities here they think it is not sufficient and they want to go to another planet and find resources there and uh, possibility of settlement um but actually there is already settlement in every single planet anyway the point is this that everywhere even within the known things we have so much unknown so even in the vedic knowledge when we are told some things when we when we read some things we think okay now i understand but then another feature or another detail is introduced and suddenly our understanding becomes again hey what is this what is going on so <laughs> that's why it is said that ramayan ramayan is uh, 25000 verses long it's 25000 as it is known on earth but the same ramayan uh, spans 1 billion verses 1 billion and where is 25000 like 0.00025% or something like very very small we know only that much even that also we can't understand and in brahma loka that much more detail even that also is nothing because the anantashesh with his thousands and thousands of hoods he has been glorifying lord ram since time immemorial is still not able, still not come to an end so it is always infinite everywhere like we understand for example oh krishna has three types of energy uh, energies antaranga shakti bahiranga shakti and tatastha shakti okay okay i understood these are the energies of krishna but actually within each of them there are millions of categories sub categories and this is just a very very broad category and one type of energy can act as another like when um tatastha shakti when a jeeva 
is empowered by the Lord, he can act as powerfully as the Lord. Like Parashuram. Parashuram is actually a, a Shaktyavesh avatar. Shaktyavesh avatar means uh, he is a Jeeva, but he is especially empowered by the Lord. So much so that he is counted among the um, incarnations, Dashavatar. Same goes with Buddha, uh, even Dattatriya. So in this way, uh, sometimes Tatastha Shakti can act as powerfully as the uh, Vishnu Tattva. And Maya, which is the illusory potency, will act as spiritual potency for the devotee. So now we may think, what is happening? You know, how come there is suddenly spiritual potency came here or material potency is coming here? No, it is the same potency. He can act in multifarious ways. But for our understanding, we need categorizations, we need simplifications. If there is so much detail, we don't know how to even uh, understand things. So for our, because categorization is a thing for our limited, um, because of our limited senses of understanding. Otherwise, everything is just unique. Like, say for example, 8.4 million species of life. Okay, we think we know 900,000 uh, aquatics, this, 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 everything. But you see, okay, within human species, actually we say race is Chinese race or Indian race or this. But actually, according to Vedas, it is also different species of human beings. Now, in human beings also, even if you take one race, like India, it's actually not Indian because in India there are so many types of um, races also. So it's still different types of species of human beings. But anyway, even take within one family, okay, huh? within one family, everyone is an individual and unique, right? Everyone is unique. It's not that all, uh, like I'm from Andhra, so Telugu, all Telugu people are like one type. No, they are not. Now, although we may say like even in dogs, there are so many breeds, right? Um, like Alsatian or German Shepherd or whatever, you know, they it's not that all German shepherds behave in or think in one way and all lions think in one way or all tigers think in one way. For us, it looks all the same. All tigers look the same, but they can identify themselves, you know, differently. Everyone is an individual person and not uh, two, two persons don't have the same fingerprint. So actually, everything is unique and different. But for our understanding, we categorize so that we can come to certain grips of you know, understanding knowledge. That is because of our limited. We cannot have a unique information about everybody. Krishna can do that. We need categorization. We need um, you know silos of okay. This is we can put them in this 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 category for our understanding. So anyway, that's a long-winded way of explaining. But <laughs> the point is. Now here it is said, the efficient causal activities are caused by Mahavishnu and the material causal activities are caused by another form of Mahavishnu known as Advaita. That Advaita, the superintendent of the cosmic manifestation has descended in the form of Advaita Acharya to associate with Lord Chaitanya. When he is addressed as the servitor of Lord Chaitanya, his glories are magnified because unless one is invigorated by this mentality of servitorship, one cannot understand the mellows derived from devotional service to the Supreme Lord Krishna. So, efficient causal activities and material causal activities. So, what are they? The efficient, so we will actually learn more about them in the coming verses. What is efficient causal activities and material causal activities? Yeah? It will be more clearly explained, so I don't want to repeat myself. 
So let's start. This this is the short uh, summary of this chapter. Let me. So if we go back, hmm, this is the first verse. So vandetam shrimad advaita charyamad bhuta cheshtitam yasya prasadad agnyopi tatsvarupam nirupayet. I offer my respectful obeisances to Sri Advaita Acharya, whose activities are all wonderful. By his mercy, even a foolish person can describe his characteristics. In fact, this has been the theme of the first verses of every single chapter until now. And I think even until 14, 15, I think, if I'm not wrong, every single chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, let's just make a test. What I'm saying is, every single chapter, the first verse is usually a Sanskrit composition. Yeah, you see, I have checked, taken a random random chapter, Madhilila chapter 6, text 1. Naumitam Gaurachandram yaha kutarka karkashashayam sarvabhaumam sarvabhuma bhakti bhumanam acharat. I offer my respectful obeisances unto Lord Gaurachandra, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who converted the hard-hearted Sarvabhum Bhattacharya, the reservoir of all bad logic, into a great devotee. So you see, this has been the theme of uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. So every first um, verse of the chapter, he has uh, done a Sanskrit composition of the particular topic of that uh, chapter. So here also we find the same theme here. So by his mercy, even Agnyaha Api, even a foolish person, Tatsvarupam Nirupayet, even a foolish person can describe his characteristics. Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vrinda This is always the second verse of his chapters again. There is also another part of the theme. All glories to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all glories to Lord Nityananda, all glories to Advaita Acharya and all glories to all the devotees of Lord Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Just a second. The camera. Okay. <coughs> Okay, next. Pancha shloke kohilo shri nityananda tattva shloka dvaye kohi advaita charyera mahatva. In five verses, I have described the principle of Lord Nityananda. Then, in the following two verses, I describe the glories of Sri Advaita Acharya. So, we have seen that the first six verses are about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In fact, the first verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but all the ma- full um, divisions of his. Uh, features, six features of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then um, the five verses are all about, so the first six verses are about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Um, his six features and then um, uh, himself and then how he is the origin of everything, what is his uh, external reasons for appearance, internal reasons for appearance. So these are all studied in the first six verses. The next five verses are about Nityananda Prabhu, we have seen. Uh, the first verse, of course, is the overview, and then the next four verses are describing Shankarshan, the expansions of um, Nityananda, Nityananda Prabhu, who is Balaram. So, uh, Shankarshan, Karanadakashaya Vishnu, Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, Shirodakashaya Vishnu, in very, very great detail, and even Anantashesh. 
and in very great detail we have gone through that right but now here in this chapter we get another information about mahavishnu which we did not learn in the previous chapter where we are learning about nityananda prabhu that he has another form called advaita and he is the in charge for the material uh, causal creation so that we are uh, studying here so every see although such great detail was you know mentioned still there is scope for always more understanding we can never completely understand the lord ever that's why it is said even if there may be a time that um people may come to a point where they may be able to count the exact number of atoms on the earth but still they will be clueless about the qualities of the supreme personality of godhead um i don't know exactly ha huh, yeah this one 57 10 51 37 sorry shrimad bhagavatam kvachit rajam siv vimame parthivanyu rujanmabhi gunakarma abhidhanani name janmani karhichit after many lifetimes someone might count the dust particles on the earth but no one can ever finish counting my qualities activities names and births <laughs> see so there's absolutely no way we can ever come to a an end in understanding the lord so keeping that in mind let's go back to uh, here so this two verses glorifying advaita acharya so this is one verse and the next one is the other one महाविष्णुर जगत्कर्ता मायया यह सृजत्यदह तस्यावतार एवायम अद्वैताचार्य ईश्वरः लॉर्ड अद्वैताचार्य इज द इनकार्नेशन ऑफ महाविष्णु हुज मेन फंक्शन इज टू क्रिएट द कॉस्मिक वर्ल्ड थ्रू द एक्शंस ऑफ माया नेक्स्ट वर्स अद्वैतम हरिनाद्वैताद आचार्यम भक्तिशमसनात भक्तावतारम ईशम तम अद्वैताचार्यम आश्रिए बिकॉज ही इज नॉन डिफरेंट फ्रॉम हरी द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड ही इज कॉल्ड अद्वैता एंड बिकॉज ही प्रॉपरगेट्स द कल्ट ऑफ डिवोशन ही इज कॉल्ड आचार्य ही इज द लॉर्ड एंड द इनकारनेशन ऑफ द लॉर्ड डिवोटी देर फॉर आई टेक शेल्टर ऑफ हिम सो आई एम एक्सपेक्टिंग दैट ऑल पीपल हु आर लिसनिंग हियर ऑलरेडी नो एटलीस्ट हु अद्वैताचार्य इज इन द पंचतत्व ही इज द you know the elderly person yeah, sorry he is the elderly person you know with the white uh, hair white beard so he is advaitacharya and uh, he is actually mahavishnu's incarnation he is the one who invited krishna to come to descend he said if you don't come krishna there is no way uh, these living entities will be delivered in this kali yuga please come it's an emergency and he with with uh, tears in his eyes he was worshiping the shalagram shila with ganga water and tulsi and he was loudly calling out uh, krishna to krishna to come and that's why hearing his call hearing his call chaitanya mahaprabhu actually came descended into this world now because he is non different from hari the supreme lord he is called advaita and because he call propagates the cult of devotion he is called acharya uh, he is the lord and the incarnation of the lord's devotee therefore i take shelter of him so he is the lord but he took the form of his devotee 
bhaktavataram you know the panchatattva all the five um sri chaitanya mahaprabhu nityananda prabhu advaita acharya gadadhar pandit and shrivas pandit all have particular functions let's see One one fourteen, the fourteenth verse of this uh, Adilila, first chapter. Pancha tatvatmakam Krishnam bhaktarupa swarupakam bhakta vataram bhakta kham namami bhakta shaktikam. So five things are here. Pancha tatvatmakam. So comprehending the five transcendental subject matters, Krishnam unto Lord Krishna, bhaktarupa in the form of a devotee. This is first thing. Uh, swarupakam in the expansion of a devotee. bhakta avataram in the incarnation of a devotee bhakta akhyam known as a devotee and bhakta shaktikam the energy of the supreme personality of godhead who supplies energy to the devotee to the devotional energy now these may all sound almost the same like what uh, form of a devotee expansion of a devotee incarnation of a devotee um, what is that a devotee and then <laughs> finally the devotional energy now what is all this you know but actually they have separate you know uh, functions and each one cooperates with chaitanya mahaprabhu in a slightly different way so um, these are the associates of chaitanya mahaprabhu and here bhaktavataram so bhaktarupa is chaitanya mahaprabhu swarupakam is nityananda prabhu bhaktavataram is advaita bhaktakyam gadadhar and bhakta shaktikam is shrivas sorry gadadhar i think is if i'm not wrong he is bhakta shaktikam and bhaktakyam is uh, Shrivas, yes. Shrivas is the devotee, and uh, Gadadhar Pandit is Radharani, devotional energy. So, in this way, um, the Panchatattvaatmakam have Panchatattva have come. So here it is said, Bhaktavataram. In the Panchatattva, he is the Bhaktavataram, the incarnation of devotee. Next. अद्वैत आचार्य गोसाई साक्षातीश्वर जहाँ महिमा है जीवेर गोचर श्री अद्वैत आचार्य इज इंडीड डायरेक्टली द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड हिमसेल्फ हिज ग्लोरी इज बियॉन्ड द कॉन्सेप्शन ऑफ ऑर्डिनरी लिविंग बींग्स महाविष्णु सृष्टि करेन जगदाधिकार्य तार अवतार साक्षात अद्वैत आचार्य महाविष्णु परफॉर्म्स ऑल द फंक्शंस फॉर द क्रिएशन ऑफ द यूनिवर्सिस Shri Advaita Acharya is his direct incarnation. Jai Purusha Shristi Sthiti Karena Mayaya Ananta Brahmanda Shristi Karena Leelaya That Purusha creates and maintains with his external energy. He creates innumerable universes in his pastimes. Ichhaya Ananta Murti Karena Prakash Eka Eka Murti Karena Brahmanda Pravesh so by his will he manifests himself in unlimited forms in which he enters each and every universe so garbhodakshay vishnu she purushe ramsha advaita nahi kichu bhed sharira visheshatar nahi ka vichhed shri advaita acharya is a planetary planetary part of that purusha and so is not different from him indeed shri advaita acharya is not separate from not separate but is another form of that purusha 
because he is non different from the lord he is called advaita dvaita means two advaita means one he is non different he is one with the lord that's why his name is advaita sahayakarena tara laiya pradhan koti brahmanda karena ichhaya nirman he advaita acharya helps in the pastimes of the purusha with whose material energy and by whose will he creates innumerable universes जगत मंगल अद्वैत मंगल गुणधाम मंगल चरित्र सदा मंगल जारनाम बींग रिजवर ऑफ ऑल ऑस्पिशियस एट्रीब्यूट्स श्री अद्वैताचार्य इज ऑल ऑस्पिशियस फॉर द वर्ल्ड हिज कैरेक्टरिस्टिक्स एक्टिविटीज एंड नेम आर ऑलवेज ऑस्पिशियस नाउ पर्पोर्ट दिस इज अ बिट लॉन्ग पर्पोर्ट हियर मेनी थिंग्स आर एक्सप्लेन श्री अद्वैत प्रभु हु इज एन इनकानेशन ऑफ महाविष्णु इज एन आचार्य और टीचर all his activities and all the other activities of vishnu are auspicious anyone who can view the all auspicious all auspiciousness in the past times of lord vishnu also becomes auspicious simultaneously you see anyone who can view the all auspiciousness in the past times of lord vishnu also becomes auspicious simultaneously therefore since lord vishnu is the fountain head of auspiciousness anyone who is attracted by the devotional service of lord vishnu can render the greatest service to human society uh, why it is the greatest welfare because welfare should bring about auspiciousness for the people welfare is done because there is some kind of inauspiciousness like uh, i mean materialistic welfare philanthropists they try to open schools or hospitals because they think oh lack of education is inauspicious it's not good Uh, it's not conducive atmosphere uh, then they build schools uh, lo- lack of proper health care is not good so they build hospitals so in this way welfare is usually done to bring about auspiciousness and remove the inauspiciousness remove the suffering hmm. so here it is said since lord vishnu is the fountain head of auspiciousness anyone who is attracted by the devotional service of lord vishnu can render the greatest service to human society नते विदु स्वार्थगतिम हि विष्णु बिकॉज इवन विथ स्कूल्स एंड हॉस्पिटल्स वी स्टिल हैव टू गो थ्रू दिस बर्थ एंड डेथ साइकिल रिपीटेडली स्टिल पीपल हैव टू डाई एंड स्टिल पीपल हैव टू टेक बर्थ अगेन एंड डाई अगेन बर्थ अगेन सो दिस इज गोइंग ऑन दिस सफरिंग इज गोइंग ऑन एंड इन बिटवीन दैट देर इज व्याधि डिजीज विच इज वेरी मच मैग्निफाइड इन टू डेज कॉन्टेक्सट द कोविड सिचुएशन एंड ऑल्सो ओल्ड एज सो दीज थिंग्स दीज सफरिंग इज वेरी इमेंस Uh, so any amount of hospitals or schools are not going to help uh, people come out of this the only way is by becoming krishna conscious and going back to godhead that's it no more coming back yad gatva na nivartante tad dhama paramam mama that is auspiciousness where there is no more birth and death no more anxiety that's why it is called vaikuntha there is no anxiety there vigata kuntha yasmad iti vaikuntha the place where there is no kuntha or anxiety is called vaikuntha so that is aus- auspicious world and the whole point if we become krishna conscious then we can become completely auspicious so the, whoever is preaching krishna consciousness is doing the most uh, meaningful welfare in fact the only welfare activity is actually preaching of krishna consciousness everything else um serves some immediate necessities but not in the ultimate auspicious ult- ultimate sense and that immediate necessities also are because it's is just a patchwork 
now if somebody doesn't have proper um, health care or you know whatever sufferings people are going through whether it's out of hunger or you know lack of uh, this and that facility is because of some pop or sinful action in the past and it is not that with education one can definitely provide for himself no anything can happen now people so many people educated but with the situation everything has become even educated people cannot get jobs and so many things are happening they are also dying and they are helpless about it they cannot do anything about it so uh, the point here is unless the lord wills no one can protect us and unless the lord wills nobody will get killed so we have to surrender to the lord so that's the most auspicious thing and whatever the lord does that is always good for us and the best thing is that he can take us back to godhead and that message has to be um broadcasted everywhere so moving on uh, therefore since lord vishnu is the fountain head of auspiciousness anyone who is attracted by the devotional service of lord vishnu can render the greatest service to human society rejected persons of the material world who refuse to understand pure devotional service as the eternal function of the living entities and as actual liberation of the living being from conditional life become bereft of all devotional service because of their poor fund of knowledge those who are rejected by the lord huh? why they are rejected because they refuse to understand the pure devotional service hmm such persons are left to suffer in this material world and learn the lesson the hard way the lord wants it wants to teach us the easy way by the scriptures and if we follow his rules it will be much easier but if we don't follow then we will still learn the lesson but in a much longer time and with much more suffering but the same conclusion we will reach so intelligence means why not listen to the lord next uh, in the teachings of advaita prabhu there is no question of fruitive activities or impersonal liberation no karma no gyana no gyana means not this impersonal gyana real gyana bhakti is when you do bhakti automatically gyana is there perfect gyana whereas only with gyana that gyana without bhakti is imperfect so bewildered by the spell of the material energy however persons who could not understand that advaita prabhu is non different from vishnu wanted to follow him with their impersonal conceptions the attempt of advaita prabhu to punish them is also auspicious lord vishnu and his activities can bestow all good fortune directly and indirectly in other words being favored by lord vishnu and being punished by lord vishnu are one and the same because all the activities of vishnu are absolute according to some mangal was another name of uh, advaita prabhu as the causal incarnation or lord vishnu's incarnation for a particular occasion he is the supply agent or ingredient in material nature however uh, he is never to be considered material all his activities are spiritual anyone who hears about and glorifies him becomes glorified himself for such activities free from one free one from all kinds of misfortune one should not invest any material contamination or impersonalism in the vishnu form uh, everyone should try to understand the real identity of lord vishnu for by such knowledge one can attain the highest stage of perfection hmm so he is mentioned here he is the causal incarnation or lord vishnu's incarnation for a particular occasion he is the supply agent or ingredient in the material nature 
so efficient causal uh, incarnation and material causal incarnation so efficient means the effect the the, the effect of it so maya is the effect the three modes and everything but the ingredients of such the mahatattva is uh, the material cause and then the efficient cause is the maya which is the manifested form of um, the ingredients next koti amsha koti shakti koti avatar etalaya shrije purusha sakala samsar Mahavishnu creates the entire material world with millions of his parts energies and incarnations you see that Mahavishnu creates the material material entire material world with millions of his parts energies and incarnations see Maya jay che dui amsha nimitta upadan माया निमित्त हेतु उपादान प्रधान पुरुष ईश्वर अछे द्विमूर्ति हैया विश्व सृष्टि करे निमित्त उपादान लैया जस्ट एज द एक्सटर्नल एनर्जी कंसिस्ट्स ऑफ टू पार्ट्स द एफिशिएंट कॉज निमित्त एंड द मटेरियल कॉज उपादान माया बीइंग द एफिशिएंट कॉज and and pradhana the material cause so lord vishnu the supreme personality of godhead assumes two forms to create the material world with the efficient and material causes so here now there is more information about these two forms of mahavishnu so those two forms correspond to uh, controlling the two stages of material development so the efficient cause nimitta and the material cause upadan upadan means ingredients nimitta means the cause like for example in a pot in the creation of a pot the ingredients are you know soil or earth water and you may also say fire because the heat of the sun is there where it is dried and there are the ingredients and then the potter's wheel which spins that is the efficient cause but then the potter is the one who is managing this two things and sometimes uh, we have information like the potter maybe uh, he is doing the spinning and then he is creating the pots but the one who is supplying the ingredients the earth the clay the water i mean water of course he can get but even that also supplies agent should be there right and then the person who is maybe maybe making only the potter's wheels and supplying to the, them to the potters so the supplier is there and then the the potter is there so two different people are involved in the making of the pot so one supplies the ingredients the instrument and the ingredients for the pot and the potter himself actually makes the pot so in this in this way we can understand the example so one is the one form of mahavishnu is the supply agent and one is the i mean efficient i mean the, the effectual i mean the effect of creation everything is done by him so in this way we can understand nimittan upadan so purport there are two kinds of research to find the original cause of creation one conclusion is that the supreme personality of godhead the all blissful eternal all knowing form is indirectly the cause of this cosmic manifestation and directly the cause of the spiritual world where there are innumerable spiritual planets known as vaikunthas so he is indirectly the cause of this material manifestation because 
through his energies he is doing it of course in spiritual world also through his energies but there his involvement is very direct even in the material world his involvement with pure devotees is still direct and even advancing devotees not pure it is still direct because he sends his direct representative now a person suffering in this material world you know is expected to learn the lesson that he should not waste time in this material world and suffer like this why because if he gets repeatedly punished and punished and punished hopefully one day he will question why am i being punished for what <laughs> why am i being beaten like anything what was my crime so hopefully he will question but you know when will that question come and wh- even if he questions where is the guarantee of an answer so these things are there but to so it is an indirect way of teaching like making him question and then indirectly let him letting him come to the path maybe it will take a few million lifetimes that's another thing but directly the spiritual master when he comes he directly exposes the knowledge about krishna to the public and by following his system one can directly uh, get connected with krishna so this is direct connection so the spiritual master the parampara system is the direct connection how to um, you know uh, what is that correct correct the uh, mentality of the conditioned souls it's a direct way to correct them but the indirect way to correct them is by punishment and eventual hopeful questioning by that person so indirectly in this material world everything is the lord's involvement is indirect he does not he does not directly involve with anything that's why the atheists can still uh, get away with you know the ideas that oh um, there is no god because they see the only the material energy so they say nature yes nature but they don't uh, accept god they accept nature but what is nature nature is nothing but the potter's wheel of the potter if you say the wheel is the thing that is creating the pot because the wheel is actually you know the potter the pot is coming on the wheel right it's 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 being created so you may say the wheel is the creation source of creation for the pot so it is correct but the wheel will not create the pot if the potter is not there so that thing they cannot understand hmm so one conclusion is that the supreme personality of god had the all blissful eternal all knowing form is indirectly the cause of this cosmic manifestation and directly the cause of the spiritual world where there are innumerable spiritual planets known as vaikunthas as well as his personal abode known as goloka vrindavan in other words there are two manifestations the material cosmos and the spiritual world as in the material world there are innumerable planets and universes so in the spiritual world there are also innumerable spiritual planets and universes including the vaikunthas and goloka the supreme lord is the cause of both the material and spiritual worlds the other conclusion of course is that this cosmic manifestation is caused by an inexplicable unmanifested void this argument is meaningless so here there are two kinds of research to find the original cause of creation one is to accept the lord and the other is to say that uh, it is it was created by an inexplicable unmanifested void or some big bang or some chunk whatever they may say this argument is meaningless the first conclusion is accepted by vedanta philosophers and the second is supported by the atheistic philosophical system of the sankhya smriti which directly opposes the vedantic philosophical conclusion material scientists cannot see any cognizant spiritual substance that might be the cause of the creation such cognizant means what one who is in knowledge that means they don't think this creation was made uh, and and the background of this creation was actually complete 
knowledge they think it was born out of some ignorance a big bang just something burst that is that means the source of everything was an unintelligent lump of matter which just burst into existence and now we are here sitting in intelligent people trying to deduce the our unintelligent source this is stupidity so as with any invention or creation the creator is the intelligent the creator's intelligence is behind that creation whether it's art whether it's engineering um machine or a device whatever it is when something is created it, it requires a great deal of intelligence to create that so how can we say how can the scientists foolishly say that everything started without uh, intelligence so here material scientists cannot see any cognizant spiritual substance that might be the cause of the creation because first of all they don't have intelligence they don't have the cognizance uh, because they choose to close their eyes or close their ears to the message of krishna because krishna is explaining everything how is everything cre- how everything is created but they're not interested they want to they prefer to be atheists if they are really scientists they must question like this that every creation takes intelligence i am trying to explore this planets of this creation i need intelligence to create a spacecraft and this whole planets the creation of the entire universe doesn't have intelligence but i require intelligence to create a spacecraft to explore that uh, creation that was created by the unintelligent substance absolute rubbish absolute nonsense so this is the so called scientists hmm such atheistic sankhya philosophers think that symptoms of knowledge and living force visible in the innumerable living creatures are caused by the three qualities of the cosmic manifestation see these atheistic people of course sankhya philosophers are olden times but in the modern context um the scientists who try to just explore the material world and try to come to a conclusion of the source and the whole you know idea of how everything exists so such atheistic so even in that sense the modern scientists can also be called sankhya philosophers because they just analyze this material world sankhya means analysis counting and analysis analysis always when there's a question of analysis there's a question of categorization there is a question of um, making some order and then analyzing everything you need to have numbers you need to have graphs you need to have you know some measurable things so that we can objectively come to a conclusion of what it is so it can to fit within our brains we have to make it some uh, packaging we have to package whatever is existing into certain silos of information and certain um, um, categories and box you know like when you want to send something to another place you have to pack pack them in boxes and now okay now it has a shape and size otherwise it's just like you know everything shapeless and sizeless and so even though some products like like for example this handphone or my laptop or some i mean i mean even this water bottle or whatever when there is transport it is put in some box so that now it is a rectangle shape easy to store in a container on a box and and then put in the you know shipping containers or aeroplane or whatever it's easier to handle so to for us to handle things we require to put them into boxes and that is analysis analysis means to grasp something and make it packaged in a way which we can understand and that is called sankhya 
sankhya means to count and then to to you know make some measurements and make it measurable trying to make the immeasurable measurable to fit it into our tiny brains so we can only get a partial understanding by that but we cannot get uh, real knowledge um without uh, listening to the information given by krishna only rely on our, even krishna also when he gives us information he also categorizes for us so that we can understand but that categorization is given by krishna now he can change the categories entirely if he wants that's why sometimes material energy acts as spiritual energy and spiritual energy acts like material energy right so there is so much um, you know uh, interchanging of these things so actually it is fluid it is not that oh how can um, like bhagavad gita is made of paper now paper is material and so this book is material no it is spiritual how can material thing become spiritual when when the spiritual thing came where is the potency what is the potency the potency is the glorification of the lord so for us we understand that oh spiritual energy is in the spiritual world and material energy is in the material world and um it is two separate things and never never can be interchanged but for krishna it is not like that for us this is a heater this is a cooler but for the electrician he can make the heater into a cooler cooler into a heater he just change some device and it will become a cooler the heater will become cooler cooler can become heater and cooler heater is one thing with electricity we can produce light we can produce a computer program a code you can you can nowadays you know um, <clears throat> so many, whole internet live stream everything can be done with with this electricity so he knows how to channel the same energy in varied ways but for our understanding for the common consumer he cannot make those adjustments because he is not uh, knowledgeable in these things for him this is a phone this is a heater this is a cooler this is a television this is a computer but for the for the person who knows how to manipulate the whole thing behind the scenes he can make the same thing into anything hmm. so <clears throat> such atheistic sankhya philosopher so there is a theistic sankhya which is uh propounded by kapila muni who is an incarnation of krishna that is also there but the atheistic kapila also there he also propounded sankhya philosophy which is completely devoid of uh the information about the lord the spirit soul and devotional service so such athe- and modern scientists are basically um mini versions of previous uh, sankhya philosophers so they also can be classified as sankhya trying to analyze this material world so such atheistic sankhya philosophers think that the symptoms of knowledge and living force hmm the living force but we are living right but they think the living force visible in the innumerable living creatures are caused by the three qualities of the cosmic manifestations they think life is produced from matter this is their understanding therefore the sankhyaites are against the conclusion of vedanta <coughs> regarding the <coughs> the original cause of creation you see they are against the conclusion of vedanta our what is our conclusion we follow vedanta vedanta conclusion ours is that the supreme lord is the origin aham sarvasya prabhavo so he is the original cause of everything we accept that's it they cannot accept this simple thing factually the supreme absolute spirit soul is the cause of every kind of manifestation who is the supreme absolute spirit soul krishna he is the cause of every kind of manifestation and he is always complete both as the energy and as the energetic this is important 
he's always complete both as the energy and as now here in this material world on the, let's take just this the earth the earth has complete in, ingredients of course it takes sunlight and moonlight other than that um they are the only external factors within uh, in the atmosphere of this uh, earth and of course because of their intervention the whole atmosphere of the earth is maintained um uh, but apart from that there is full facility within the earth within the earth's atmosphere and the earth itself uh, for its complete uh, maintenance complete maintenance so in that way the universe is also has everything within it so that is the energy of the lord so the energy of the lord is also complete you see so these things um, actually recently i think two days ago one person asked me this question over a message you know this isha upanishad invocation mantra om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate now here in the word to word translation here om the complete whole purnam perfectly complete adaha that purnam perfectly complete idam this phenomenal world that means this material world so idam is mentioned is mentioned to the uh, is referring to the material world om is referring to the com- complete whole the spirit uh, truth i mean the supreme absolute truth om purnam adaha purnam idam so this is the energy of the lord and this is also complete purnat from the all perfect purnam complete unit udachyate is produced purnasya of the complete whole purnam completely all adaya having been taken away purnameva avashishyate the complete balance purnameva avashishyate remains so you see the translation the personality of godhead is perfect and complete and because he is completely perfect all emanations from him such as this phenomenal world are perfectly equipped as complete wholes now we also we as human being we as individual bodies we also our body has a mechanism like if there is a uh, you know something uh, disease or something we have a immunity system so there is a self repairing like when some wound happens it will automatically again uh, cover by itself there is a repair mechanism inbuilt into this body similarly there is repair mechanism inbuilt into the earth and into this universe everything there is adjustment that all automatically happens by the nature's nature means by krishna's intelligence by by krishna's uh, doing his energies are also complete in themselves hmm. <clears throat> and see therefore such as this phenomenal world are completely equipped as complete wholes perfectly equipped whatever is produced of the complete whole is also complete in itself so the energy the lord is complete and his energies are also complete because he is the complete whole even though so many complete units emanate from him he remains the complete balance and even if he himself is taken out purnam completely still he remains so coming back to this purport um so factually the supreme absolute spirit soul is the cause of every kind of manifestation and he is always complete both as the energy and the energetic the complete manifestation is caused by the energy of the supreme person cosmic manifestation 
in whom all energies are conserved. Philosophers who are subjectively engaged in the cosmic manifestation can appreciate only the wonderful energies of matter. Now, even scientists or artists or philosophers, they can appreciate this matter, this nature. But still, they cannot appreciate the person who created the nature. Hmm. Such philosophers accept the conception of God only as a product of the material energy. Hmm. Okay, before we go there. Now, this nature, Prabhupada mentioned very nicely. Uh, nature. When we say nature, whose nature? Like we, when we say... Uh, it is his nature to be like that. You know, it's his nature. Um, that is his nature. Now, this is nature. Whose nature? So, again, that person is excluded from the nature. <laughs> so, what nature is this? So, of course, they are in dictionary, they are mentioned as two different meanings. Nature, one meaning is uh, the nature and the other meaning is uh, the characteristic of a person but actually philosophically spiritually if we see that nature and this nature is not different because the characteristics of this material world are given to it by Krishna Krishna has outsourced his activity to punish the souls to the material nature so nature on its own has no independent existence so it is his nature His nature in correcting us. And he has outsourced that to this, this, this Durga who is maintaining this entire cosmic manifestation. So it is his nature. Okay, so moving on. Uh, such philosophers accept the conception of God only as a product of the material energy. They think God is the product of material energy. Now, Prabhupada, you see how he explains. According to their conclusions, the source of the energy is also a product of the energy. Now, Krishna is actually the source of the energy. How can he be the product of that energy? Huh? It's foolishness. He is the source of that energy. and How can he be the product? Not possible. But it is actually possible in another way. In the spiritual way. It is. Like he is the supreme master. Now, his servant is there. Now, the Supreme Master will become the servant of his servant. While the servant is this, while the devotee is, become, is serving the Master, the Lord, the Lord becomes the servant of the servant. Like, he is the father of everyone, but he became the son of his own, in other words, child. Like, Mother Yashoda, like Krishna is the Supreme Father of everyone, right? So, every other soul is actually coming from him. So, even Mother Yashoda is coming from him. So, in that way, she is a child of Krishna. But then again, he became the child of the child. So, in spiritual way, it is possible. He will submit to the devotee. Now, in Yoga Maya, all these things are possible. In the material world, this material world is um, his uh, agency to punish. It's not... It is also out of love that he created this material world to correct us as a loving father. But because we are not listening to him, he say he outsourced that. Okay, you, you deal with them. This Durga, you deal with them. But Durga is his energy only. So he is indirectly dealing with us. Not directly. But in the spiritual world, it is direct. 
so the father can become the son of his son or daughter uh, and krishna accepts mother yashoda as mother only he does not accept her as a daughter although in tatva krishna is the father of everyone but in relation in rasa yashoda is the mother and he is the son so that is possible in the, with devotion he will submit but to material nature he does not submit maya dakshana prakriti suyate sacharacharam in under my direction the whole material world is moving he is the master of the material energy at all times uh, these philosophers they say they say the according to their conclusions here it is said the source of the energy is also product of the energy so that doesn't make any sense so such philosophers wrongly observe that the living creatures within the cosmic manifestation are caused by the material energy again we are a product of the nature of matter we are a combination of matter again another, another faulty philosophy they think god is also like that um and they think that the supreme absolute conscious being must similarly be a product of the material energy so this is their this is the kind of conclusions they come to all meaningless conclusions since materialistic philosophers and scientists are too much engaged with their imperfect senses naturally they conclude that the living force is a product of a material combination <clears throat> this is imperfect conclusion but the actual fact is just the opposite just see they think they are in knowledge they know what life is and what death is and but they have come to a not only wrong conclusion but a completely opposite conclusion wrong is you know this is the like you know the hours hand and the minutes hand 12 o'clock like if the hours and minutes hand align that is but if it's a little bit different deviated it is wrong i mean even a slight deviation is wrong wrong is one thing but here opposite <laughs> completely 180 degrees so why 180 degrees why are they not just wrong but completely opposite matter is a product of spirit not the other way around not spirit is the product of matter hmm so see how much they think they are in knowledge and how much opposite knowledge they are having completely ignorance so without krishna consciousness this is what happens mayaya apahrita gnana the so called knowledge of the scientists and philosophers will be taken away by maya and will come to opposite conclusion thinking we are still in knowledge foolishly hmm if you observe like um, i mean even this body when the spirit soul leaves the body the body starts i mean stops to move and develop any more as long as the spirit soul is within the body the body is you know created and you know it functions and there is development so that is actually because of this so ma- matter is caused like for example in my in my stomach so much hydrochloric acid is there to digest the food now that is a chemical hydrochloric acid is a chemical all the acids and thing chemicals now the chemicals are there because i am there the soul so chemical is matter and i am the soul and if i go this chemical won't be produced but they say scientists say life is the product of chemicals but the truth is chemicals are the product of life so 
according to the bhagavad gita the supreme spirit the supreme uh, the personality of godhead is the source of all energies when one advances in research work by studying a limited substance with the limits of space and time one is amazed by the various wonderful cosmic manifestation and naturally one goes on hypnotically accepting the path of research work or the inductive method <laughs> um is an interesting sentence actually you see <laughs> you see how prabhupada put it when one advances in research work by studying a limited substance with the limits of space and time one is amazed by the various wonderful cosmic manifestation and naturally one goes on hypnotically accepting the path of research work or the inductive method now we accept the deductive method which is mentioned in the next sentence through the deductive way of understanding however one accepts the supreme personal supreme absolute person the personality of godhead as the cause of all causes who is full with diverse energies and who is neither impersonal nor void now let us unpack that for a moment here for the scientists it's very exciting um when they try to take on missions like going to the moon or mars or space exploration and it's very exciting for them it's like oh we have launched we have you know we have gone into space we have gone to the moon of course uh, that's highly debatable i mean we know they have never went but anyway they are excited about these things exploration space exploration and honestly i also come from that background so i had the same uh, enthusiasm for these things when i was a teenager i was very much into uh, space exploration uh, finding out uh, what is the what exists and how this universe exists i always wanted to find out that, these things and i was studying einstein's theory of relativity and all these things so uh, i was always amazed in um, i was uh, i mean anybody anybody who stares into the night sky of course nowadays people don't even have time to do that and even if they ha- even if they stare at the night sky they can't able they won't be able to see all the stars in their majesty in the night sky because the light of the city is so glaring that we won't be able to see the entirety of stars when when i went to new zealand um, in 2012 and 2014 we were living in this farm which is you know it's far away from the city and there was this farm and we were living there and you know in the night you know it, it sunset was happening at 9:30 pm and we would actually wait wow what is this at 9 o'clock it's still bright like as if it's like 5 o'clock in the evening and uh, finally when it actually completely goes dark there is no light on the ground okay and when you see the sky the night sky it's full of stars it's like completely not a single millimeter of space is without a star in our vision so many stars and it's like beautiful beautiful display now anybody who looks and gazes into the night sky will start to question how small are we actually in this whole grand arrangement of things the actually the lord in its in why giving us the beautiful manifestations he is also making us think if we are a little intelligent we will think not only is the night sky beautiful and you know nice huh for some people it's a romantic thing and they try to have sex that's all they can <laughs> take out of the night sky but if um, you know if we really question how vast is the sky and how and all those small you know those bright spots each of them is a planet and each of them 
has life and how insignificant are we when we think we are very significant and we are doing very important things in this world and you know but actually how insignificant are we and what is the meaning of our life everything becomes dwarfed when we look at the sky so big and so vast and where do we even fit into this whole arrangement of the cosmos so these were the questionings that were already like the those that was um, kind of keeping me engaged when i was a teenager and any sane person in in human society should question these things what is what is what is everything actually i mean who are we so he is the the lord is actually making us question giving us hints look at the night sky see how beautiful okay enjoyed it enjoyed it for 15 minutes now what where else the thought goes oh then you start to question actually what is there what is there on that on that small spots what is there and then we question so the question inquiry will start so the lord is indirectly giving us impetuses to question because athato brahma jignasa human life the perfection of human life starts with questioning and once a person questions then he will actively look for an answer and when he is looking for the answer sincerely that's when the lord will uh, come and give him the answer he will make the contact with the pure devotee and eventually the connection happens if he is fortunate enough so here i said when one does research work with limited space and time and with limited substance limited resources anything that is a little larger than life amazes us like if we think like um um you know like a tree lives for like 7000 years or 1000 years even hey wow that's so long you know it's beyond our comprehension but in these in our classes when we read shrimad bhagavatam bhagavad gita chaitanya charitamrita we are talking about you know measurements which are which ordinary people will be so much amazed with and so much so that they will not even believe this is unbelievable what is billions of years trillions of years what are you talking about as if you know everything so but actually we are talking about it as if it's like matter of fact we are not so amazed by millions and billions and trillions anymore because we have we have heard those numbers so many times and we took this knowledge from krishna and actually from eternity point of view trillion years is nothing it's a flash in time because eternity is infinite so we are actually eternal beings and even trillion shouldn't be amazing because trillion is nothing but just eternal is our real nature so from that point if we understand from that perspective if we understand nothing is too wonderful in this material world if we understand everything but does that remove our curiosity or remove our enthusiasm to know more no because sometimes the materialists think that if you don't have that enthusiasm to know more and the excitement then you'll just become a boring person nothing ever excites you anymore when you know everything but no that's not also not a fact the devotees are always excited because even though things are known there is so much more unknown and also there is a huge mission one can participate in with when one knows everything now the thing is he wants to you know uh, make it known to everyone because they are suffering and it becomes a big missionary spirit uh, and that excites and in that missionary spirit one can go on you know preaching and you know in that fire of preaching everything becomes very enthusiastic when one executes now see um knowing things are just still 
you know um uh kind of it's exciting but then once you know everything it's not that the excitement stops now the next thing is acting on that knowledge is the next frontier of the whole gamut of activities so acting on that knowledge means now and okay now you know yomam evam asammudho janati purushottamam sasarvavid bhajatimam sarvabhavena bharata in the bhagavad gita krishna says 15th chapter that one who knows me uh without doubting is the knower of everything he therefore en- him engages himself in full devotional service to me o son of bharata see with knowledge what happens oh he knows me and that's it he finished he he has become one with me and all his thing is finished no then starts the activity sorry then starts the actual activity and activity means service service to krishna and that service especially the greatest service that krishna wants us to perform is to preach his glories um, that also he confirmed in the 18th chapter right ಭಕ್ತಿಮಯಿಪರಾಮೃತ್ವಾಂಕೃತ್ವಾಂಕೃತ್ವಾಂಕೃತ್ವಾಂಕೃತ್ವಾಂಕೃತ್ವಾಂ
whereas the scientists they are trying to uh, their adventure is to just get some knowledge on their own so it's totally different uh, levels of adventure hmm. so for the devotee these trillions or this big big sizes that are mentioned of the planets of the universe and all these intricate details it amazes in the beginning especially we all get amazed wow so much detail is there in our vedas but then after some time we accept accept it as matter of fact hmm uh just like we accepted many wonderful things as matter of facts because we just learned them in the school like the sun is like millions of times the size of the earth we accepted sun is so far away 93 million miles accepted uh, these are actually very huge distances just imagine those distances you'll get you know uh, <laughs> you you'll be surprised what kind of things are we talking about but we accept those things as facts so for devotees these things become facts it's not that they're not amazed by these things they're amazed but then the more amazing factor is the mercy of the lord and how one can participate in his service one okay if exploring space exploring other planets is exciting how much more exciting is it to meet that person who created all these plan- planets and space and everything is that not a more exciting mission you have seen the art but to meet the artist is much more exciting right like people like in sports fans you know uh, soccer fan or cricket so say cricket um they watch cricket every day every i mean every single cricket match they will see maybe sachin tendulkar or nowadays uh, new players are coming so i think virat kohli one of them so these people play huh so sachin tendulkar when he comes out to play every time we see on the tv but the cricket fan who actually goes to a stadium and meets sachin tendulkar maybe takes a selfie with him that is even more excitement why it is the same sachin tendulkar who is there um, on the tv but meeting in person has a different flavor right um as uh, you have appreciated his art of uh, playing cricket but now you have seen that person who has play, played that or anything even art appreciating art is one thing but actually meeting that person the artist is another level of excitement so a devotee is in that mode he is excited to meet the creator and the cre- and the whole source of all these things Hmm. who is much far more exciting or oh, yes this material world is exciting but in comparison with the creator it becomes dull becomes dull so in fact so much so that the devotee has a pessimistic attitude towards material world when the scientists say oh we have to explore we have to go to this new planet yay we have reached mars all this, and devotees are saying ah brahma bhuvana loka punaravartin arjuna from the topmost planet now leave alone mars from the topmost planet down to the lowest all are places of misery there's no point going here and there are are where is your excitement you know they will say <laughs> but for us we look at it from a pessimistic point of view waste of time complete waste of resources of human energy in exploring these things because it's the same it's going to be the same story everywhere if you want a different story you go to a different kind of place which is a spiritual world parastasmatu bhava anya vyakta avyaktat sanatanah there is where you will find difference otherwise it's going to be the same story everywhere hmm <clears throat> so you see when one advances one again we will read that sentence with all this understanding 
When one advances in research work by studying a limited substance within the limits of space and time, one is amazed by the various wonderful cosmic manifestations and naturally one goes on hypnotically accepting the path of research work or the inductive method. The scientists are on this. Through the deductive, deductive way of understanding, deductive means we deduce, we, we, not deduce means we try to speculate. The knowledge is given, it's a descending process, avaroha pantha, aroha pantha, avaroha pantha. Ascending process of acquiring knowledge, descending process of acquiring knowledge. So we accept the descending, we take it from Krishna. So in the deductive, through the deductive way of understanding, however, one accepts the Supreme Absolute Person, the Personality of Godhead, as the cause of all causes, who is full with diverse energies and who is neither impersonal nor void. The impersonal manifestation of the Supreme Person is another display of His energy. So the impersonal thing is a display of His energy. It's not Him. It's part of His energy. So therefore the conclusion that matter is the original cause of creation is completely different from the real truth. The material manifestation is caused by the glance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. who is inconceivably potent by glance he can activate everything so he activated the entire material world just by glancing at it material nature is electrified Prabhupada used the word just not just activated electrified material nature is electrified by the supreme authority and the conditioned soul within the limits of time and space is trapped by all of the material manifestation in other words, the Supreme Personality of God is actually realized in the vision of a material philosopher and scientist through the manifestations of his material energy. So, what, what, is, what does this sentence mean? Let's read that again. In other words, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is actually realized in the vision of a material philosopher and scientist through the manifestations of his material energy. So, this is called Annamaya, Pranamaya. Um, Jnanamaya, Vijnanamaya, Anandamaya. So, it is, everybody is actually looking at the Absolute Truth only. Even the material scientists, whatever we are seeing is emanation of the Absolute Truth, is a, is a creation of the Absolute Truth. So, everything has its connection with the Absolute Truth. And the most powerful manifestation of the Absolute Truth for the materialist is death. Because all his hopes, all his adventure, all his exploration, all his knowledge, everything is taken away in one moment and that is the most powerful display of the Absolute Truth. And that is the most terrifying. And so the Supreme Absolute Truth is realized for such an atheist in the form of death. So death is the ultimate thing that he cannot disobey. So for atheists, he that is the ultimate power death um, so this is what is mentioned here in other words the supreme absolute truth is actually realized in the vision of a material philosopher and scientist through the manifestation of his material energy so they can only understand that much like for example um, to give an analogy to have crude analogy to get to you know understand a little bit now I don't know if you have noticed this. Maybe some of you have. Now, here as I am looking in this direction here, there is a window. And opposite here, and every one of you have windows. Now, if you see through the window, if there is another building, <coughs> there is a very interesting phenomenon that happens. 
when you um i was i was actually noticing this when i was 15 years old okay i was always wondering how this happens and you know what happens when you come out towards the window and look outside or a balcony you look out you can see very wide panoramic view of the entire depending on what height you are your building uh, you can see a much wider uh, scope but when you go back suppose there is a building in front of your building and through the building through the window here actually there is a building there and as you go back into your room farther away from the window when you look at the building the building seems to appear larger now usually when you get close to something that's when it should look larger but here you are going away from it and it the building becomes larger and larger and larger and then maybe some somebody else's balcony balcony in that in that um building uh will be so clearly visible that as if that is the only thing you can see from the that your window now why does that happen and why am i even talking about it because um you see this sentence again the supreme personality of godhead is actually realized in the vision of a material philosopher and scientist scientist through the manifestation of his material energy now actually there is when you come out to the balcony there is actually so much to see but when we narrow our perspective when we go farther away from the window and our perspective becomes narrow something which was actually small in the entire context of the existence of everything becomes very magnified because that is the only thing you see now you see i i hope i'm conveying uh, <laughs> any some sense here because when you like when you see in a microscope now something is under the microscope but there is many thing the whole world is there but when you look through the microscope your vision of the entire thing is gone you just look through the microscope and then something so small becomes so big magnified as if that is the entire world that is the only thing within your eyesight so for those who do not see the bigger picture तस्व हेतो प्रयतेत कोविद हु हैव ब्रॉड इंटेलिजेंस नॉट दैट नैरो इंटेलिजेंस ओके लेट मी नो इन द कॉमेंट्स इफ एनी ऑफ यू हैव एक्सपीरियंस दिस सीइंग थ्रू द विंडो थिंग दैट आई जस्ट मेंशन डिड एनीबॉडी एक्सपीरियंस दैट लेट मी नो इन द कॉमेंट्स ओके वाइल यू आर कॉमेंटिंग आई विल जस्ट गो थ्रू दिस वर्स हियर तस्व हेतो प्रयतेत कोविदो न लभ्यते यद्रमतामुपर्यध तल्लभ्यते दुखवदन्यत सुखम कालेन सर्वत्र गभीररमसा पीपल हु आर एक्चुअली इंटेलिजेंट एंड फिलोसॉफिकली इंक्लाइंड शुड एंडवर ओनली फॉर दैट पर्पसफुल एंड व्हिच इज नॉट ऑब्टेनेबल इवन बाय वांडरिंग फ्रॉम द टॉप मोस्ट प्लैनेट ब्रह्मलोक डाउन टू द लोएस्ट प्लैनेट पाथाला as far as happiness is derived from sense enjoyment is concerned it can be obtained automatically in course of time just as in course of time we obtain miseries even though we do not desire them you see so one who is tasseta he he to prayate to kovida 
Kovida, here is mentioned one who is philosophically inclined. And Prabhupada mentioned many times when he gave quoted this verse, he said, Kovida means broadly intelligent. Uh, um, Kunti Mataji is saying, yes, she, she, you know, saw this effect happening. And <coughs> so, um, so the scientists, they see only a very, uh, Dhira Prabhu is saying, yes, it's quite relatable. Yeah. So, this small part which they're exploring, the scientists think they're exploring huge horizons and huge frontiers of science. But actually, they're just exploring one small part of the entire reality. Yeah? And for them, that is huge. That is the ultimate. That is the representation of the ultimate for them. That's why it is said, here, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is actually realized in the vision of a material philosopher through the manifestation of material So, Supreme Personality of God is the ultimate, but he is realized at different levels. For aborigines, something that is very powerful like a mountain, a huge mountain or the sun, these are powerful aspects and they bow down. They accept submission. Um, so, this is a big thing for them. Oh, this is the ultimate. Oh, huge mountain. This must be the ultimate. So, just like in the mountains, the Himalayan mountain, especially the Mount Everest is the ultimate. Hmm. So, like that, everything has its own ultimate. And for the for the scientists, at, at least at this time, 2021, for them to reach Mars and to go and for humans to reach Mars, that is a huge success. For us, it's an absolute failure, waste of time. Even if, first of all, we have no faith that they would even go to the Mars. Even if they did, it is a huge failure. Even if they did, it is a failure. A giant failure. As they say, a small step for man, a giant leap for mankind. No, it's a giant failure. Because every, even if you go Brahmaloka, it's a failure. The only pass is when you go to Krishna Loka. Finish. Vaikuntha. So, we know that. We know what is the highest destination. So, comparatively, this becomes insignificant and useless, in fact. In fact, let's see, I have shown this verse a few times. In Mukundamala Stotra, 14th verse. This is why a devotee doesn't have so much enthusiasm within this material world. Explorations, adventures, no. Prithvi renu ranu payam sikanika Phalgus phulingolaghus Tejo nishvasanam maruttanutaram Randham susukshmam nabhaha Kshudra rudra pitamaha prabhritayaha Ketaha samastaha sura Drishte yatra satarako vijayate Shripadadhulikana Look at this. Once our Savior has been seen, that means once Lord Vishnu or Krishna is seen, then what happens? The whole earth becomes no greater than a speck of dust. People are having wars over oil, which is they're digging from the earth, and gold or natural substance, whatever. People are fighting, governments are fighting. The whole earth becomes no greater than a speck of dust. Insignificant. All the waters of the ocean become mere droplets. The totality of fire becomes a minute spark. The winds become just a faint sigh 
and the expanse of space becomes a tiny hole. Who is interested in a tiny hole in the room? Nobody. If you are at all interested, you are interested to close it because maybe some cockroaches will enter in the room. So you want to close that hole. <laughs> that's, that's about as much interest as you would show in a small hole. But the expanse of space, which people are very enthusiastic about exploring, becomes a tiny hole. Great lords like Rudra and Grandfather Brahma become insignificant. Not Forget about the President and President of the United States or the country or whatever. The President of the Universe becomes insignificant. Grandfather Brahma. And all the demigods become like small insects. As insignificant as insects compared to the Lord. Indeed, even one particle of dust from our Lord's feet conquers all. This is the position of devotee. And therefore, he is always enthused by the qualities of the Lord, but he is not so much attracted <coughs> to the material world. If he at all appreciates the material world, it is in relation with the Lord. The appreciation is directed towards the Lord. If something is beautiful, oh, the Lord is so great. He has created such beautiful things. You see? <clears throat> For one who does not understand the power of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, or his diverse energies because of not knowing the relationship between the source of the energies and the energies themselves. There is always a chance of error which is known as vivarta. As long as materialistic scientists and philosophers do not come to the right conclusion, certainly they will, they will hover above the material field, bereft of proper understanding of the absolute truth. And Let's look at this verse. I've shown it a couple of times before. I mean, uh, Sundagopal Prabhu actually showed it. I uh, just taken from him. 6431, you see. Srimad Bhagavatam. See. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the all-pervading Supreme Personality of Godhead who possesses unlimited transcendental qualities. Acting from within the cores of the hearts of all philosophers who propagate various views. You see now, he possesses unlimited, he possesses unlimited transcendental qualities. But acting from the cores of the hearts of all philosophers who propagate various views, he causes them to forget their own souls while sometimes agreeing and sometimes disagreeing among themselves. Thus, he creates within this material world a situation in which they are unable to come to a conclusion. I offer my obeisances unto him. He is the one who is making this confusion happen, happen in the first place. <laughs> some argue this way or some argue this way and finally nobody can come to a proper conclusion. Uh, especially about the absolute truth. But there is a way to do that. And that is to follow the pure devotee who is coming in the parampara system. That is the only way. Dharmasya tattvam nihitam guhayam, nihito guhayam, mahajano yena gata sapanthaha. Oh, wow. What is the time? I think, you know what? <laughs> I really have to stop it here. Because we are just in the beginning of this purport. This is a huge purport. <laughs> so we will read from here on. Uh, in the next session so we are at this point where um, 
చైతన్య చరితామృత ఆదులీలో చాప్టర్ సిక్స్ టెక్స్ట్ ఫోర్టీన్ అండ్ ఫిఫ్టీన్ ఇన్ ద పర్పోర్ట్ ద గ్రేట్ వైష్ణవ ఫిలాసఫర్స్ బలదే విద్యాభూషణ్ ఫ్రమ్ దాట్ ఓకే ఐ విల్ స్టాప్ ఇట్ హియర్ బికాస్ దిస్ ఈస్ అనదర్ హీ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్స్ బలదే విద్యాభూషణ్ యాక్చువల్లీ యాజ్ యూ కెన్ సీ వెరీ నైస్లీ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ మెటీరియలిస్టిక్ కంక్లూషన్ ఇన్ హిస్ గోవింద్ భాష ఐ కామెంట్రీ ఆన్ ద వేదాంత సూత్ర హీ రైట్స్ హ్యాస్ ఫాలో సో వీ విల్ స్టడీ ద గోవింద భాష కామెంట్రీ బలదే విద్యాభూషణ్స్ థింగ్ ఇన్ ద నెక్స్ట్ సెషన్ So I will take any questions right now. Okay. Let me see. We have Dhira Prabhu asking, Hare Krishna Prabhu, what is the significance of his name? <clears throat> Advaita. I previously misunderstood him to be a follower of Advaita philosophy because of his name. <coughs> so, The answer is there in the verse itself. In the 1.13 of Adalila, which was quoted in today's chapter also. I think 5th verse number 5 or something. అద్వైతం హరిణాద్వైతాద్ ఆచార్యం భక్తి శంసనాద్ భక్తావతారం ఈశంతం అద్వైతాచార్యం ఆశ్రయే బికాస్ ఈస్ నాన్ డిఫరెంట్ ఫ్రమ్ హరి ద సుప్రీం లార్డ్ హీస్ కాల్డ్ అద్వైత దట్స్ రీజన్ వై హీస్ కాల్డ్ అద్వైత ద్వైత మీన్స్ టూ అద్వైత మీన్స్ వన్ నాన్ డిఫరెంట్ ద్వైత మీన్స్ ఈస్ సంథింగ్ సెపరేట్ అద్వైత మీన్స్ నాట్ సెపరేట్ దట్స్ వై అద్వైతవాద్ ఈస్ దోస్ వర్ ఇంపర్సనలెస్ they are also called advaita because they think they become one with the lord not separate from him and they become one with the lord that's why advaitam there's no two there is one but here in this case he is actually not different from the lord that's why his name is advaita this is real advaita and because he propagates the cult of devotion he is called acharya he is the lord and the incarnation of the lord's devotee therefore i take shelter of him so this is the answer next question we have again dhira prabhu asking Sankhya philosophy given by Kapila Dev, is it theistic and how? There is the atheistic Kapila, Kapila's uh, Sankhya philosophy, uh, which just analyzes the material world and its elements and its interactions. But the theistic philosophy is given by Lord Kapila. Uh, you can read the whole Sankhya philosophy is there in the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, third canto, when he is uh, speaking to Devahuti, his mother. So there he explains the whole Sankhya philosophy, uh, the theistic Sankhya philosophy. and in fact shri prabhupad has written a special book it's a collection of his lectures in fact uh, on this it is called the teachings of lord kapila you go and read that very very nice descriptions the entire book is very uh, interesting and that is entirely about sankhya yoga as given by the theistic the incarnation of godhead kapila devahuti putra kapila mm, okay i think that's the end of the comments i mean questions i guess yeah so thank you all very much for your time um we will meet again um monday with our uh, tatvadarshan show and also we have a song vaishnava song in the evening so we'll do all that ఓకే థ్యాంక్ యూ వెరీ మచ్ అద్వైతాచార్య కీ జాయ్ శ్రీ శ్రీ గౌర్నితాయ్ కీ జాయ్ శుల ప్రభుపాద్ కీ జాయ్ అనంతకోటి వైష్ణవ్రింద్ కీ జాయ్ నితాయ్ గౌర్ ప్రేమానందే హరి హరి బోల్ హరే కృష్ణ